life is all about projects, projects and yeah, accomplishments. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's not called officially a project, but it always yes, it's all it is. Yeah. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. Today, we will hear stories from students, parents, and teachers involved in project-based learning. The students will hear from our sisters in high school, and they've been engaged in high-quality project-based learning for several years. And they see the potential for their futures differently than they did before as a result of this. Um, And they share that they basically see their world now through projects. And there's a cool background story here. So Al Solis from the Buck Institute for Education first met Leona, one of the sisters, at an education conference and overheard her sharing about her hydroponics project. Al found out that she was there completely on her own accord, really just due to her enthusiasm about sharing her work. And even better, he learned that her sister, Brianna, was equally as energetic about projects. So we'll also hear from their parents and learn about why they believe in the power of PBL as a means to prepare their daughters for the world today and in their future. So parents, if you're looking for advice on how to care a little bit less about test scores and more about transformative learning experiences, then look no further. Here you go. So we'll hear from students and we'll hear from parents. And lastly, we'll hear from teachers. We'll talk to two teachers from Catherine Smith Elementary School in San Jose, California, and they describe why they're hooked on PBL and what they've done to organically make this a sustained school-wide focus. You'll hear both of them say to just do it, which of course is one of our favorite recommendations. First up is Leona and Brianna from California. So I'm Brianna. I am a rising high school senior and I go to Nueva. And I'm Leona. I also go to Nueva and I'm going to be a sophomore next year. I work better on things that I that I love doing and I work harder on them and I put more energy. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me the most recent project that I've worked on has been the most fun for me so far because as I do more projects I realize what things are more entertaining for me and more interesting for me. So I've been working a lot with like creativity and how do you make people feel more creative. Which has been really fun because I've gotten to work with a lot of my friends and people who do all these sorts of artistic things in their lives. And I've had a lot of fun doing that. And I've gotten closer with my friends because we will spend weekends um, hanging out at each other's houses, doing little arts and crafts things and reading all these papers about creativity, which is a lot more fun when you're doing it around people that you enjoy spending time with. And the thing that I would say is you can find project-based learning anywhere so you can do anything that you love so if even if it's like small thing I know that one of the kids at our school for his quest he did a dry felting making little animals out of felt and it was crazy I was like oh wow okay but you can do anything you want to do and you can learn so much through that about yourself and about the subject that you're doing so even though it's kind of difficult sometimes you can you can turn it into something that's easy and fun I think you just also need to understand the skills that are required for you to do something. So one of my friends came up with this idea of a skills map. So you basically write down all the different things you need to learn to do a project. Um, And then you can tackle each one, one by one. So if, say, I was going to do dry felting like the student in Leona's grade did. Or cupcake making. Or cupcake making or anything like that. You find an expert who does that, a mentor, someone who can tell you about it. Or you just go on the internet and watch 500 YouTube tutorials. (laughs) Because the internet is a beautiful place and it can teach you almost anything. You just need to understand the scale of what you're doing and just tackle the problems that come up. It basically just gives us the skills that we need to become whatever we're going to be when we're older. And everything that we're learning now, we can use in some way. We can like pick and choose different pieces from everything that we've learned and done now and apply it to other projects or things that we do when we're older. 
I love hearing how they realize that starting small is completely okay. Brianna and Leona also had great perspective on their teachers' involvement and how they were really integral in making project-based learning feel authentic, but also giving them ownership over their own learning. Definitely coming into Nueva, starting out, we had a lot more um, teacher involvement because we all needed to sort of learn how you need the tools to be able to do project-based learning. And the way that they started out was it was fairly hands-on. But as we went through the year, they kind of took a step back and they made more open-ended prompts and more open-ended projects that we could take charge of and we could make our own. And I think that's super important is being able to really tailor projects for you, for yourself, and as a student. So along with like allowing us to do projects that we care about and leaving, like giving us that freedom to say like, well, I'm exploring this chemistry thing. And so I want to go solve the problem of vaccines that are being stored at wrong temperature. So this is a project that I just did in chemistry. And it was really engaging because the teacher was just as excited about what we were doing as we were, which meant that every time we had some sort of setback or something really exciting, he would just be as engaged as we are. And just having that kind of energy and passion from our teachers is super helpful. Yeah, I would say to teachers, definitely you're learning with us, so embrace that. You're listening to students, parents, and teachers talk about project-based learning on the Getting Smart podcast. For more resources, ideas, and news on project-based learning, visit bie.org, that's the Buck Institute for Education's website, gettingsmart.com, or follow hashtag project-based. Up next, we hear from the parents of Leona and Brianna, who share candid thoughts and experiences with PBL and what their experiences have been raising two daughters who clearly love to learn via projects. My name is Miguel Das, and I live in Redwood City, and I'm a mother of two teenagers, Brianna and Leona. Brianna is 17, and Leona is 15. And I'm Joydeep Das. I am the father in that family, outnumbered all the time. We, so just a little more background for us. I, I'm Indian by origin. Uh, Muge is Turkish by origin. We grew up in Australia since we were about 10 years old. We met uh, when we were in college and then got married and moved to the U.S. and had both the girls here. I, I think they had PBL in their lives from the beginning, except that we didn't really know consciously that that's what PBL was or or what it involved. So, for example, both of the girls went to a preschool that was very much project-based. For example, Brianna was telling a story about the four-year-olds sitting in a circle, and they would decide, these four-year-olds would decide, talking to the teacher in the circle time, what their next project would be, what the theme of uh, what they wanted to learn in the next four to six weeks would be. As Miguel said, we, we kind of accidentally fell into this project-based world, and we, we loved it. We, I remember walking into that school when we were evaluating preschools and seeing this room decked out. I think it was Pirates at the time, and I was like, wow, this is really awesome. I want to be here. But when we moved from there to elementary. kindergarten, elementary, we were not really thinking so much about projects because the idea of projects hadn't been thingified in our heads so much. But the idea of doing things and learning by doing things was, I think, always important to us. Today, we look back and we look at many of those things they did as project-based learning, and we notice that it kind of sticks. They love doing it. It keeps them busy. That's another big part of parenting. How do you keep them busy and not on television? Productively busy. (laughs) Productively busy. So all of those things kind of play together, and naturally, 
we started finding ways, uh, either through school or ourselves, to get them involved in doing more and more stuff. I think to your question about why it's important is because I think about all the things that stick in their heads are all the things where mind and hand and everything was involved in transforming something. How do you go from you know, just an idea to taking it to the point where you're actually making that idea come to life and then you're teaching to other people, starting a business? How do you take that to the next level? And, and so as a broad measure of success, that was, you know, how do you take this idea and actually do stuff? How do you fail while you're doing it? Roger, the other parent, and I used to always talk about, how do we make sure these kids learn how to fail? Because they, they don't really, you know, learn how to fail if you're doing stuff for them. So part of that is us pulling away from things and letting them have their own disasters. One of the things that we have learned as parents is all of this stuff about bringing up kids is not just about how to bring up kids, it's how to bring up yourself, right? We, we have had to learn how to be parents as we went along and probably learn to be different parents than we thought we would be. I say that because when we thought about college, obviously the simple model is, you know, my kids are bright, they're brilliant, they go to the Ivy League schools, they get the best degrees, they come out and they get jobs in Wall Street or wherever. And while I'd never quite had that kind of a vision of how kids would grow up, we definitely fall into that trap, right? Because we want to have the kids succeed. We want to get them, uh, get them scholarships, weekend sport every week. And then you start to realize, you know, all of that stuff is, is just kind of driving them towards mediocrity in life because you're just, just doing stuff because that's how it's done. Projects take you outside of your comfort zone, right? You have to try and do different things. As parents, it takes you out of your comfort zone about how your kids should grow up and what they should succeed in. So going into college, we are hoping that we can find college. And a lot of colleges are changing too. There are colleges that are allowing you to create your own majors and things like that. And we are very keen to sort of explore those. I don't think today that college is going to be the, the name of the college is going to be the defining thing for my kids. I think what's going to be defining for them is the experience that they get out of it. I'm hoping that they can be in a college where the interaction with high quality faculty and engaged faculty is going to be there. My guess is if I had to say that they'll be doing something out of college that they have no idea about today. It'll be something entirely different. It won't be a profession that we even know about today. And then make your own, you know, carve your own way through life, especially as girls, as women. I, I want them to be, you know, equal and independent to anybody else doing anything else and being happy doing it. Yeah. And keep doing, you know, life is a project, right? So you kind of have to keep working at it. I think one of the things that's really important when you're doing projects is having a mentor. I think looking back on all the things that the girls have worked on, pretty much every time we had a very good mentor or mentors, it was sometimes us, but as they get older, it's usually not us. Yeah, I think I agree. I think most people, most parents instinctively understand that it's all about growing these internal values. And I don't mean that in a religious sense. I mean, as people, what you're capable of doing. But I think for that, you have to let go of all the, uh, you know, the, 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 the college uh, ratings in U.S. news, and you have to give up all that stuff. And so part of our challenge uh, for our generation is to give up on all those traditional views of what success is and let our kids pursue a new vision of success. And then that doesn't mean you disengage. You have to be on their backs because they have a lot of distractions and you have to keep pushing them to succeed for themselves, not in the traditional way you think, but in the ways where they get the satisfaction of having done projects and having finished things and taking on more challenging things. 
and teachers are incredibly uh, important for that. It's, it's, a, it's a symbiotic learning process. We'll all be better people if we did that. Now we hear two teachers from Catherine Smith Elementary School in San Jose, California. Catherine Smith is a new tech network school where project-based learning is the norm every day. They provide us with the educator's perspective on why they like teaching through projects, and they also talk about their individual journeys into project-based learning. I'm Kevin Armstrong. I teach at Catherine Smith Elementary School in San Jose. Fourth grade teacher the last four years. Next year I'll be teaching a 5-6 combo, which should bring some challenges. And I'm also a BIE national faculty member, so I get to do PBL workshops for teachers around the country. And I'm Abby Schneiderjohn. I am a teacher at Catherine Smith Elementary School, teaching second and first grade for the last few years, and am also a BIE national faculty member, so get to work with both students in the classroom and then adults around the nation. I have never taught another way. I was really fortunate to leave college and join a staff at a school that was already doing project-based learning. So for me, it's the only way that I've ever known how to teach. Um, But when I see how engaging and authentic and meaningful it is for the students, I know that there's no other way to get these high-quality projects and to be able to do all of this learning with your students. Yeah, I think for me, um, I taught beginning of my career in a very high-performing school, and I thought I was doing really great things for kids and with kids, but some didn't quite feel right. It was like I, I wasn't doing enough or getting enough out of kids that I reaching their full potential. And once I learned about PBL, it was sort of the answer to what was missing. And then once we had the opportunity to go to Catherine Smith, it, it gave such an authentic purpose for actually doing this work and changing communities and, and changing families and, and committing to PBL as an, in its entirety, not just as an instructional practice. So, you know, we were talking earlier about just our school in general and how we commit to those things. And, and I think for both of us, PBL is more than just a way you teach. It's a way you think about things and it's a way you interact with your peers and it's a way you interact with kids and families and things like that. Kevin and Amy described in the past couple of years how the school has gone to being fully project-based and how staff have gotten on board. So we brought a a curriculum team of seven or eight, plus our principal Aaron and our AP Lee at the time, to PBL World the first year, and that was our first experience. Actually, Myla and Talana, who are doing one-on-ones here this week, were our facilitators, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, We then went back, and uh, three days before school started, we did the workshop uh, with the entire staff, which was the best thing for us because we needed to experience not just the, the learning and the commonality of the language, but the shared vulnerability of doing something new and being kind of scared to do it. Not having the capacity together, I think, is one thing that's held us together as a staff. It's that shared vision and mission that we all have that brings everyone together. So if we truly all believe that all students can achieve at high levels, then we're going to do whatever we can as a staff and grow and change so that we can always meet their needs. Joy Dip and Muge shared how they have had to become more comfortable with rethinking what success means for their daughters. But we know that others have questions about what PBL means in regards for assessment. Kevin and Abby shared that they use lots of different measures to formally and informally assess students' progress throughout these projects. But part of their goal is to make assessment more transparent to parents. Yeah, and I would add, um, I think it's important to not to hide from the traditional measures when, when this isn't necessarily working right away. The assessment part also has to be in the context of showing the learning that kids are doing and what they can do with it. So by having like an exhibition night, that supports the assessment because parents are seeing what children are doing with their learning, not just an 80 out of 100. And that's something that we continually try to remind ourselves of um, when those kinds of things come up. 
Kevin and Abby, like many other educators we've talked with, are hoping to make projects even more personalized for students this year. Students like Brianna and Leona, who have individual interests and needs, and realize that learning through projects can bring them personal, academic, and even social success. Brianna and Leona leave us with a call to action. Just start doing it. Just yeah. Make it happen. Start somewhere, yeah. <laughs> a huge thanks to the Buck Institute for Education for connecting us at this year's PBL World Conference, which is devoted to high-quality project-based learning. For more on PBL, check out bie.org or follow along as we explore project-based learning through this year's It's a Project-Based World campaign using hashtag project-based. For the Getting Smart Podcast, this is Kat and Megan signing off. <laughs>